So, uh, at what point does the outsider get to suggest a movie for movie night? It depends. What movie are you thinking of? I don't know. Uh, Boogie Nights, maybe. You'll never get it past Lorelai. Not a Marky Mark fan? She had a bad reaction to Magnolia. She sat there screaming for three hours, I want my life back. And then we got kicked out of the theater. It was actually a pretty entertaining day. Back to the Ultimate Gilmore Girls Movie Night podcast. I know that all of you are very disappointed. There really wasn't a good song for this one. There was music, but there wasn't like a theme That's for true. Boogie Nights. Oh, there's so. a good one for Magnolia, though. So oh, good. Get ready for that. I'm excited. So I had to be boring this time. I apologize. I am Philip, along with Courtney. Yep. And we're here to talk about the cinematic classic that is Boogie <laughs> Nights. Boogie Nights. Courtney, what is your history with this movie? I have seen it multiple times once for my blog i feel like my memories are confusing myself because i know that i saw magnolia by the same director in a class i took in college called religion and film where we had to analyze movies we watched but for some reason while i was watching this one i was having all of these like analyses come back to me while i was watching it so i don't know if after we saw magnolia the professor like sent us information about boogie nights or what but i know i did watch it around the same time as i watched magnolia but my memories are really screwed up because i'm old and i have kids i have never seen it before i think i saw one scene before i remember the was it his penis i never saw the penis scene oh okay so it's definitely not that julianne moore i saw the scene i guess the first movie that they do together when she's at the desk and she said, oh. and, and <laughs> i saw parts of that scene i think That's i just funny. was flipping through the channels and it was on that's funny. I knew the name Dirk Diggler. So like I Did knew, you? Yeah, I knew that name. That's funny. And I knew it was about the porn industry, but not much else. Where has this been mentioned in Gilmore Girls? So only once in the clip that we played at the beginning when Dean suggests it for a movie night, which still seems super weird to me. I will hold to it that I don't think that think it was a ser- I don't think it was a serious suggestion i don't know i've never I think, looked I, at I it i think he just thought okay what's the most out there movie i can say i've never looked at it through that lens but i don't know they're not really like people that anything is out of the realm of possibility that's okay. not really lorelei and rory's mo so i think it was a genuine suggestion that maybe the writers weren't thinking clearly on what the movie is actually about <laughs> not it's not a bad movie it's not a movie that you shouldn't watch but it's probably not a movie you should watch when you're a teenager with your girlfriend and her mom. That's true. It's not a bad movie. The first, it was about two and a half hours, I yeah, think. The first hour and a half I enjoyed. The last hour dragged on. When everything goes I guess <laughs> I just didn't care that part. I guess I did not want to see, but <laughs> I almost fell asleep during the last hour. That's fine. And the first hour and a half I was interested in. The first hour I and think, a half is definitely more entertaining. I'll I think I was that. interested in how we got there. Yeah. I don't mean to talk about what we think about the movie, which we do at the end early but i'm very concerned about what you're gonna think about magnolia no that's <laughs> 10 hours long i don't want to watch that nonsense it's, yeah we'll, it's like we'll talk about it when okay. we get there but i i don't think you're gonna like it i like it but i don't think you are okay but i'm looking forward to it so <laughs> let's go ahead and get into this it starts out in 1977 
High school dropout Eddie Adams is living with his father and mother in Torrance, California. He works at a nightclub owned by Maurice Rodriguez, where he meets porn filmmaker Jack Horner. Interested in bringing Eddie into porn, Jack auditions him by watching him have sex with Roller Girl, a porn starlet who also wears skates. Which I knew, I did know that Heather Graham was Roller Girl. I didn't know that was actually her name in the movie. Yeah, that's the only name she's given. No, that's not true because later that kid says he thinks yeah. he remembers her from school and he gives her a real name. But and that's but scene... we need to we need to pause because Jack is played by Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds and I totally just forgot the main character's name. Eddie is played by Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. I feel like we need to mention that there are a lot of big names in this movie. Oh, okay, yeah, and obviously Heather Graham. Yeah, and Heather Graham. Her first scene for the movie was the nude scene. Was that was the very first thing she did for the movie I saw. Oh, the first one she filmed. Yeah, the first one. Okay, she I was like, that's not the first time we see her. The first one she filmed. Got it. So. She's not nude. She's got roller skates on. That's true. She is not nude. She keeps her roller skates on. She's naked. Time. Difference between nude and naked. <laughs> She's nude bottoms. <laughs> like As her. we refer to it in our house. <laughs> With our children, not each other. I, th- I think that would have been a good part of the porn that, or th- of them having sex or a porn that she shot with hey you're nudie bottoms <laughs> yes have a three-year-old walk into the room <laughs> say, why are you nudie bottoms yeah we really do say nudie bottoms in our house it's, mm-hmm. it's just the thing that so our kids say so that's fun well, yeah. so following a fight with his mom adams moves in with horner at a san fernando Which, valley like, that home. was a very intense argument yeah that wasn't a normal like teenager fighting with his mom argument that was like really intense yeah and i didn't know who the actress was that played his mom What's her name? I know I've seen her in other I don't know, but when I first saw her, I thought she was Mary Steenbergen. Oh, she kind of does. Because she looked like her. Yeah, she does look like her. But that is not who that is. Who is it? I know it's not the same one, but she reminds me of the actress who plays Schmidt's mom on (laughs) New Girl. Okay. Her name's Joanna Gleason. Joanna Gleason. I'm going to look her up and see what it is. She's in The Wedding Singer, Mr. Allen's Opus. Maybe I know her from the newsroom. I have seen that. Yeah. I don't know. She's in, I think, the Sex and the City movie. Okay, so I might know her from that, too. Kimmy Schmidt. She's in Friends. As? I don't... Kim Closey? I, I th- yeah, I don't know. But anyways. That's probably what I what I most know her probably. from, though, because that's the show I've seen the most. Yeah. So... That was a really entertaining little sidebar that we had I mean, trying to figure out it. this woman I'm, who was I'm gonna edit a lot hardly in the movie. <laughs> and I kept expecting her to come back. It was just so aggressive. It was. It was. And, like, the way her characters it makes me think that she is not a mom that's like grows older and thinks like i i wish i could see my son again i feel like that mom was like he's gone bye that was just how she came across she just didn't care and probably when word got back to her about what he did she was like oh god he's not around me anymore but also she kept calling him stupid yeah that's really mean don't call your kid stupid so Adams gives himself the screen name Dirk Diggler and becomes a star because of his good looks, youthful charisma, and unusually large penis. His success allows him to buy a new house, an extensive wardrobe, and a 1977 Chevrolet Corvette. With his friend and co-star Reed Rothschild, played by... John C. Riley. Yes. Dirk pitches a series of successful action-themed porn films. Which, and... John C. Riley's really good in this. He is. I didn't know he was in this. He has, like, a lot of... And he's in Magnolia, too. He has a okay. big part in Magnolia. I didn't know he was in this, and I didn't... We haven't gotten to him yet, but I didn't know William H. Macy was in this. Yeah. And, I didn't... and he's in the next one, too. Yeah. So there were a like lot of I feel like Paul actors. Thomas Anderson is, like, Adam Sandler, and then he just, like, puts the same people in all of his movies. Do you know any others on the top of your head other than these two? Julianne Morris and the other one. Other than these two movies? Is, are they Oh, I don't movies? know. No, I only know these two. They have an action theme porn films. He works... 
and socializes with others from the porn industry, and they live carefree lifestyles in the late 1970s disco era. So here's where I was remembering some kind of critical analysis of this book. Maybe it was in like a textbook I had for that class and I just chose to read about it. I don't know. Anyway, the analysis was all of these people in this industry don't have traditional families. They've left their families. Julianne Moore is estranged from her children. I feel like that's stereotypical of the porn industry. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. But in the movie, that's the case that all of them like roller girl doesn't really seem to have a family and so the whole thing is that the, they're I mean, each other's the family. center of this story is that they are some kind of dysfunctional hodgepodge family because the whole time julianne moore is trying to get in touch with her kids mm-hmm. and she can't so she adopts these other people as her kids and jack horner is the father and marky mark mark Wahlberg has his brother john c Riley, and his sister roller girl and like all these I don't know. And then there's Don Cheadle and mm, I like Don Cheadle. What's her face? The mom from Butterfly Effect mm. is the actress I can't remember her name. We've um spoken a few times about Heather Graham. Right? Yes. Heather Graham is a connection to our number one segment in the history of podcasting. Five degrees, five degrees or less of Jinkelly. Now, I might be cheating. I don't know if I am. I think you are. Okay, but I also there's also a Gilmore Girls person in this. Oh man, Heather Graham is then Mrs. Soffel, Mrs. Soffel, I think, with Edward Herman. Edward Herman is in The Great Gatsby with Mia Farrow. Okay. Now I don't know if this can count. Mia Farrow was married to Frank Sinatra. Oh, you can count that. Okay, I didn't know if it had to be people in movies. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if the Kevin Bacon works in movies, or if you can be like who Maybe they're married purists to. Purists don't do that, but I do. Okay, now I'll start over. Heather Graham is in Mrs. Huffle with um, Edward Herman. He is in Great Gatsby with Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow is married to Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra is in On the Town, taking it to the ballgame, and anchors away with Gene Kelly. There you go. So Heather Graham is connected to Gene Kelly. And Gilmore Girls. And Gilmore Girls. I like that. Good for her. I, I was excited when I could throw in a Gilmore Girls actor That's good. in there. But anyway, what I was remembering this whole time I was watching this movie is that I read this whole critical analysis of this movie about how all of them are just in this dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I don't know. I feel like they, they didn't have what they needed in a family. So, like, they found it. Even though they're, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I am a sex-positive person. I'm not opposed to people who are in the sex industry. I feel like this movie was back when the sex industry was not what it is today. Yeah. We're like, well, also back then it had to be movies with horrible acting. Well, and now there's so many like webs, like there's different ways to do it that it doesn't have to well, be. Well, and my guess would be that, that the actors were taken advantage of yeah. more than they are yeah. now. I feel like the sex industry yeah, workers so. have stepped forward so. and have more rights now. So I won't say anything about yeah. the sex industry back in the 70s, but the, the only negative connotation from the movie, like I'm, I'm, Sex positive. I don't necessarily not against sex workers or anything, but there was a lot of, a lot of cocaine drugs. use. Lot of and, but that was also the seventies. Yeah, it was late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, like that was so in that every was the industry. only thing. But I, when I mentioned this when we're watching it, I love it when good actors Play pretend actors. to be bad actors. Mm-hmm. So watching them just be horrible actors was enjoying. Well, and watching Don Cheadle do like a bad commercial for a stereo store was amusing i love don cheadle i like don cheadle too but 
so glad that he came on to be Rhodey in the Iron Man series. Well, that's because Terrence Mann had a, and Robert Downey Jr. did not come Ooh, on. Terrence Howard? Yeah, that's what I meant. Terrence Mann. Who is Terrence Mann? <laughs> Terrence Howard is who I meant. Terrence Mann. Is he sports? Oh, yeah. Is he a sports player? There is a player? Terrence Mann that's a basketball player, but that's not who I was thinking of. Who are you Who's thinking Terrence of? Terrence Mann? I think he just made it up. He's somebody. I wasn't thinking of this random basketball player I've never heard of. There's, he's an actor. In There's what? a Terrence that's an actor. Yeah, he's a singer and theater director. Okay, that's it. He was Javert in Les Mis um, uh, okay. in, in, on Broadway. Okay. That's where his name came to me. Well, he was not in Boogie Nights. No, Terrence or Howard. Or Iron Man. <laughs> it is the Beast of Mute and the Beast. Okay, I, I was thinking of probably Javert from Les Mis that's on Broadway. Fun. Anyway, oh, I like Don Cheadle, but it was fun to watch him be like a bad commercial yeah. actor. So Dirk and Reed. Oh, I almost skipped something. I almost skipped William H. Macy's suicide. Yeah, that was the very next part, actually. We, we've skipped a few because he always walks in on his wife having sex, who is played by a porn actress, in case you're wondering. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll let you say what happened. I was just going to say that while attending a New Year's Eve party, assistant director Little Bill Thompson discovers his wife having sex again, and he decided to shoot the pair dead, and then he committed suicide. Which, like, I was not expecting. I think that's why that's such an interesting part is that it's the comic relief of this man always walking in and saying, What the F are you doing? Yeah. And her, like, close the door while she's having sex with someone yeah. else. And it's funny several so, times throughout the movie. And then suddenly it is not funny anymore. And yeah. everyone and, dies. I knew that was going to happen. I didn't know he'd commit suicide. But, like, when he went to his car and got something, oh, yeah. I couldn't see what he got. But I was like, That has to be a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So as it's happening, you're like, Oh, okay, this is happening. But it is still a very shocking change in mood uh -huh. of, around that storyline. Yeah. So Dirk and Reed begin using cocaine on a regular basis. Due to his drug use, Dirk finds it increasingly... But we need to point out that Julianne Moore, who is supposed to be like his surrogate mother, is the one who gets him to start using cocaine. He does it with her the first time. I was trying to remember her name yesterday, and I couldn't. I was like, what's that? The actress's, actress's name? name? The actress's name. Oh. I thought, Julianne Margulies. It is not no. her. I looked Julianne Margulies up, and I was like, oh, that's no. not her. No, she was an E.R. She was in here. She was. No, Julianne Moore. But she was the one who introduced him to the yeah. cocaine. But she did it. See, this is why this like critical analysis chapter in one of my textbooks is like in my brain as I watch this movie. Because she like did it in a mothering way. Like she showed him how to do the cocaine and was like, first you get down like this and then you're going to take a big deep breath. And it was very yeah. motherly. But then you watch what happens to him like after he starts doing cocaine. You're like, oh man, that was... It's not a good move. Yeah. You are not a good mom. <laughs> so because of the cocaine, he um, starts finding it difficult to achieve an erection, falls into violent mood swings, and becomes irritated with Johnny Doe, a new leading man Jack has recruited. And it makes me laugh because out of everything that could happen because of as a man, probably for him, the worst part is the, of course, he's in the porn industry, but is the failure to get an erection. Yeah. Same thing whenever COVID happens. You could tell a bunch of guys you're going to die. They don't care. But if you say, oh, something might happen down there, <laughs> they will start. I'll be like, oh, maybe I should do something about that. Well, the patriarchy. Making me censor this podcast. What are you doing to me? Sorry. I'm just saying. This is what women have been saying you're for years. You're not Rob. Why like, are you cussing? This is what women have been saying for years. Yeah. If I'm not going to get into a big feminist rant. I'm just saying. If lack of erection were caused by some of the world's problems, those problems would be fixed by now. Okay. That's it. That's the end of my I realized trend. I was nodding and people were like being like and people listening. People were be, thinking, wow, he thinks she's crazy. <laughs> but I, but I was I was nodding as she was talking in case anybody's 
<laughs> this is an audio format, not video. There should be cursing in this one. There's cursing in the movie. I'm going to curse. I'm going to let it go. You're going to have so much fun censoring this. Oh, <laughs> this isn't fun at all. <laughs> <sighs> so, in 1983, which was a wonderful year because I was born, after arguing with Jack, Dirk is fired and takes off with Reed to start a music career along with Scotty, a boom operator who's in love with Dirk. Mm. Uh, played by... Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, Philip Sorry. Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Love him. Yeah, they were not good musicians. Loved though. Him. No, but I enjoyed the music. Well. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. What was his song called? Does it say in there? I have no idea. Oh my god. It was glorious. I feel like we need to insert a clip of his music. This is so good. He's so good. He's horrible. But that's what's you? good about Mark Wahlberg is that, I don't know, was he, could you call him a musical artist? Yeah, you could call him a musical artist. He's not a musician. He's not a singer, but like, he has some rhythm. So, was he a rapper? I think so. I think it was rap. Yeah. And dancing. I don't know. His brother was in New Kids. Anyway, I feel like it, I don't think that he's as tone deaf as they made him sound. So he probably had to fake that. I mean, I'm sure he's not as tone deaf. It as sounded like perfect tone deafness yeah. it was like the usually level. if someone my my thought is if someone's supposed to be tone deaf in a movie they're probably not tone deaf in real life yeah i usually think they're probably but he sounded it. like people i know who are tone deaf in real life i know a few and yeah. i love them in all their tone deaf glory <laughs> hey man if just i'm not gonna it. name names but just own it that's what i love about people who are tone deaf they just do they just sing they don't care is that the right note no who cares? I don't care. Jack rejects business overtures from Floyd Gondoli, a theater magnate who insists on cutting costs by shooting on videotape because Jack believes the video will diminish the quality of his films. After his friend and financier, Colonel James, is incarcerated for causing an underage girl to overdose on cocaine, along with possession of child pornography, Jack cooperates with Gondoli and becomes disillusioned with the projects he expects him to turn out. Okay, I must have blacked out or dozed off i had no idea why he was in prison i, I didn't know I, it was because she had overdosed because i did hear him say i didn't know she was 15 or something like that okay. but it's the girl from the beginning who overdosed what was it the girl the beginning of the movie yeah the blonde chick that he brought to the party and then there was that guy sitting on the floor and was that was the beginning of the movie i thought that was halfway it through it was at the party Okay. The first party that Eddie went to. Oh, I have no. So it's fairly. Okay, I thought I was like halfway beginning. through, but I didn't know that he was in prison for that. I didn't know that it was related to her overdose, but I did know it was because yeah. she was an underage girl. Okay, because I remember watching. He, I kept thinking, why is he in jail? What did he do? I, mean, I have no idea. I didn't even question it. He seems like a man who would have many reasons to be in jail. So I don't. I don't judge people. I'm not judging anyone who is a sex this is, worker this in is today's a world. Free zone. But that guy was trouble. I'm not judging. Remember, Philip is the non-judger. Is that a word? No. It should be a word. Courtney judges people. Everyone judges people. That's true. Let's be real. That's but true. I, I mostly I, just judge Republicans. I am going to say that I am allowed to judge a man who is a fictional character in a yeah, you movie. Can. You can. Thank you. You're welcome. Alright, so Jack cooperates with Gondoli and becomes disillusioned with the projects he expects him to turn out. One of these projects involves Jack and Roller Girl riding in a limousine searching oh for gosh. random men for her to have sex with while being taped by a crew. That was so dark. That was. It was so dark. Yeah, that was. And they picked up someone who recognized Roller Girl as a former high school classmate. He insults her and Jack after they tried to have sex. 
Both yeah, because he couldn't get it up. Okay. I was trying to remember how Jack it got to that point. Jack and Roller Girl attacked the man, leaving him bloodied on the sidewalk. And then the two drive away. Jack attacked him because he was going after Roller Girl. And then she stomped on his face with a roller yeah, skate. That, that, that was, that, that oh hurt. my gosh. That hurt. That was brutal. But wasn't that at the same time? I'm sure you're going to get into it. But wasn't that exactly that, like those scenes were happening at the same time as the one in the donut shop with John Cheadle? Mm, yes, I think wasn't so. Wasn't that all around the same time? And also Mark Wahlberg was getting beat up? Yeah, yeah. And that actually might not be in this synopsis. And that's how Magnolia is, too, where there's all these terrible things, things happening at exactly at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about... That donut shop scene was weird, too. That was, a lot of... that was dark as well. And then Dirk getting... Eddie, whatever his name is at the time, getting beaten up. That was all. That was just a very bad... That was when I was like, I want this movie to end. Yeah, that, that part... This is dumb. That part and then into the shooting scene in the mansion, which we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. But that, all of that, just, it's overwhelming to me. Yeah. Leading Lady Under Waves lands herself in a custody battle with her ex-husband. The court determines that she is an unfit mother due to her involvement in the porn industry, prior criminal record, and cocaine addiction. Yeah. Buck Swope marries fellow porn star Jesse St. Vincent, who becomes pregnant. Because of his past as a pornographer, Buck is disqualified from a bank loan and cannot open his own stereo equipment store. Buck and is then, not yes, but yeah, not chill. And then that night, he finds himself in the middle of a holdup at a donut shop in which the clerk, the robber, and an armed customer are killed. Buck is the sole survivor and escapes with the money. It was the craziest, like Murphy's Law of a robbery. Like the burglar had a gun and was about to shoot the clerk. But someone who was some sitting... random dude sitting at a table reading a like Field and Streams catalog pulls out like a rifle and shoots at the burglar who falls backwards and shoots and shoots the guy sitting in the booth who then shoots. who then his rifle goes off again and hits the clerk yeah. and don Cheadle is just standing there covered, covered in, in everybody's blood it was horrifying and it happened so quickly like usually when there's shootings in movies it's like really like slow motion very action-packed a lot happening this was yeah. just like boom three people shot that scene. I hate it. Having wasted their money on drugs, Dirk and Reed cannot pay a recording studio for demo tapes they believe will enable them to become music stars. Desperate for money, Dirk resorts to prostitution but is assaulted and robbed by three men. Dirk, Reed, and their friend Todd Parker attempt to scam local drug dealer Rahad Jackson by selling him a half kilo of baking soda disguised as cocaine. Which now, who was that guy? What was that actor's name? He was Doc Ock from Spider-Man. Yeah. But what's his name? Oh, I saw his name last night. I... Yeah, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, yeah. He's such a good actor. I love yeah. him. He's super creepy in this one. Dirk and Reed want to leave quickly before Rahad's bodyguards inspects it, but Todd attempts to steal more drugs and money from Rahad. In the ensuing gunfight, Todd kills Rahad's bodyguard and is killed by Rahad. Dirk and Reed barely escape, and Dirk reconciles with Jack. In 1984, Jesse gives birth to her and Buck's son. Amber shoots the television commercial for the opening of Buck's store. Reed performs a magic act at a strip club. Colonel James remains in prison. Maurice opens a nightclub and Roller Girl takes a GED class. Dirk and Amber prepare to start filming again. And that is Boogie Nights. Hold on. I'm going to go back to the scene with Alfred and Lena in his house because he also has this young Chinese boy, as he calls him. With fire, fireworks? That has those poppers. Those oh, like yeah. fireworks poppers and he's throwing them and it's like yeah. gunfire and they all like jump. This is something Paul Thomas Anderson does in Magnolia too, where like there's music building up 
and you don't really recognize that it's there because it's in the background, but it's building up and it's like making you anxious. And then there's also something else happening. It's so overwhelming oh, wow. for people who have anxiety. It's like, why is everything so loud? Why is everything so bright? What is happening? Yeah. Like, it's so overwhelming. I hate that scene so much because of how it makes me feel. Alfred Molina actually wore noise canceling earpieces to appear oblivious to the sound of the firecrackers. Oh, good, because he was good at it. The involuntary flinching of the other actors was genuine because they didn't. I'm sure. Um, but he had. I'm sure I was flinching too. Earpieces to help, so he didn't hear it at all. And you, as the audience member, are watching this. You said the guy who walked in has a gun. Mm -hmm. At this point, they've already not. I can't remember the guy's name. The guy that's with Dirk and Reed. I can't Par remember his name. Parker is that his name? Todd Parker. I keep wanting to say Todd Packer because of the office. <laughs> Todd Parker. So he shows them he has played a gun by, as a Played by Thomas Jane, who was in 1961, played Mickey Mantle. Okay. He shows them he has a gun as they're walking in. They notice at one point that the guy's bodyguard has a gun as well. So you know that there are guns in the scene. And also there's really loud music, but there's really loud background music that's like dissonant and like trying to make you uncomfortable. And then there's also like random 80s music that the guy's playing really loud on his loudspeaker. And then also this kid throwing poppers. It's the most anxiety inducing scene I've ever seen in any movie. It didn't, it didn't induce any anxiety. Oh for my me. gosh. And I don't even because it's been a very long time since I've seen this movie. It's been at least since we got married. So at least 10 years. But I still knew something was going to happen in that scene, but I didn't know exactly what. And so I was like really yeah. on edge the whole time. I have a few behind the scenes things with the movie. Burt Reynolds hated the idea of doing a movie promoting the porn industry and turned the Jack Horner role down seven times. He also felt like he was selling out and letting his old fans down. After angrily telling Paul Thomas Anderson the last time offered he wasn't interested and to leave him alone, Anderson told him if he could carry that attitude with him to the role, he would be nominated for an Oscar. He subsequently chose to do the film and was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. This was his only, actually, Best Actor nomination was for this movie ever, which See, I was I surprised to... Here. I think of all the characters in this movie, like they are all very flawed. But I feel like Jack is not a bad guy. Yeah. He's not like taking advantage of people. He He's didn't not... want to do a movie that promoted the porn industry. I understand that. I don't think that this promotes yeah. the porn industry by any means, though. After seeing a rough cut of the film, he regretted making it. He fired his agent for recommending the role to him and did not participate in promotional interviews. Wow. Reynolds ended up winning a Golden Globe for the role and became nominated for the Academy Award. And what did he say about that speech? You said he got I, a golden globe? Yes. What do you say? If you haven't been promoting this movie yeah. and you like regret doing it, what do you say when you're given an award for it? I have no idea. I, I want to go I back and look and see if but I can find Despite being a front runner for the Academy Award, he didn't win. It was widely rumored that he did not win because he had distanced himself from the movie. I don't blame them, though, because yeah. if I was thinking someone did a really amazing job in a role... And then I found out that like yeah. they regretted doing it. I would be like, yeah. He and Paul Thomas Anderson also have a fist fight, I think, on the set. Dang. Um, he was supposed to be a Magnolia, but Paul Thomas Anderson said, no, he's, we're not going to have him. I don't remember. I just saw that he was originally going to be a Magnolia. When he appeared on Inside he's very the Actors. Good in it. Yeah. When he appeared on Inside the Actors Studio, William H. Macy recalled that at the rap party, Nina Hartley, who played his character's wife and who's a real life porn star, gave all the cast gifts of her own porn films. Macy's present was a copy of Nina Hartley's Guide to Anal Sex. So there you go. I like William H. Macy. I, I like William H. I have no idea who's in this movie. Yeah, I like Okay, now we're going to do a few casting possibilities. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio, 
was originally up for the role. Yeah, you but told he, me that we were watching he it. He turned it down yeah. because he had already signed to, on to do Titanic. <laughs> DiCaprio suggested Mark Wahlberg for the role. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Warren Beatty and Sidney Pollack were originally offered the role of Jack Horner. Which I, I just think William Beatty was... Pollack attended the film's premiere and expressed regret for turning the role down. Hmm. Joaquin Phoenix was offered the role of Eddie Adams. I could see that. But turned it down due to concerns about playing a porn star. It didn't hurt Mark Wahlberg. No, it didn't. I can see people being yeah, for sure. a little turned off by it. Samuel L. Jackson was offered the role of Buck Swope. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow was originally offered Roller Girl, but turned it down. I don't know that I would no. have turned that. According to William H. Macy, his agent discouraged him from reading the script. Macy read the script anyways, loved it, and signed on to do the film. I want to go back to Gwyneth Paltrow being Roller Girl, though. Okay. The reason I would not like Gwyneth Paltrow in that role is because I think that Heather Graham has this very innocent look to her that makes Roller Girl such a good character. Like, she looks young. Mm-hmm. She looks <clears throat> like a kid in high school. Yeah. And I don't know that Gwyneth Paltrow ever looked like that. <laughs> She's looked younger, but I don't know that she would ever have that, like, innocent, wide-eyed look that Heather Graham has. Has. Yeah, and I don't know what Gwyneth Paltrow was doing in 97. Wasn't that around the time like, that when um, is Shakespeare, Shakespeare in Love I, I have no idea when Shakespeare in Love was made. Seven was 1995, and she played a wife. Yeah, not that I think she looks old and for that. her age, but she looks mature. And mm. I think that... Heather Graham has a younger girl look. Yeah. Yeah, she was... Know, 98, she was in Great Expectations. Okay. 7, 95. I forgot that she was in Hook. What was she in, in Hook? In 91, she was young, windy darling, and she's like a little girl. Hmm. In 91. Weird. This um, is not a podcast about Gwyneth Paltrow. Should be about Hook. Do we ever get to watch Hook? I freaking love that movie. I don't think so. Well, that's dumb. The prosthetic prop used for Dirk's penis was kept by Mark Wahlberg as a souvenir from the film. It was made from an easily biodegradable rubber and foam combination, which, according to Wahlberg, has since begun to deteriorate. Is it still sitting around his house, or is it biodegraded? This movie was rated R. 40 seconds of film were cut to reduce the original NC-17 rating. So apparently 40 seconds of film... They had they cut to move it from NC-17 to rated R. That always makes me wonder, whose job is it? Also, what was in that 40 seconds of film? But I want to know whose job it is to decide how many minutes of nudity or mm-hmm. how many curse words change a rating from one to the other. I want that job. You can only say the F word three times <laughs> for it to be rated yeah, R. Yeah, I have no idea. Because um, didn't they have to cut... Hamilton? Yeah, didn't they have to cut a curse word out of Hamilton to put it under? They only could have two F words or something. Yeah. And they didn't really, I don't know, they finagled with it enough to make it work. But that's the kind of thing that makes me wonder, like, whose job is that? Who is sitting around saying you can only do this so many times? According to an interview with Paul Thomas Anderson, he and Burke Reynolds did not get along. Like I said, Anderson <laughs> still planned to hire Reynolds for Magnolia, but Reynolds became angry with Anderson during the film's promotional tour, which apparently he decided not to do, yeah, and turned the role down. So that's what ended up happening. The character of Dirk Diggler was inspired by pornographic actor John Holmes. So look up John Holmes's movies, everybody. Okay, sorry. You said that, and I was thinking serial killer, and I realized it's because of like H.H. Holmes, who was a serial yeah. killer. Okay. John Holmes and I've been H. reading H. a lot of books that have Holmes. true crime spins in them, and I've yeah. been seeing a lot of serial killer names. And I think John Holmes died in the 80s. 
Oh, really? For more cocaine, drugs, something. I looked him up because I was See, like, the thing that gets me about this movie, though, is that like they're all doing cocaine and you're like, oh, man, the sex industry and drugs. And let's be real. Businessmen in the 80s were doing cocaine. Everybody was doing cocaine in the I mean, 80s. The, in the 70s, late 70s, the NBA was known as the place where everyone did cocaine. Like, part of my job, I have to ask people if they've ever used any certain substances or drugs. And I have to ask if they've ever used cocaine. I will tell you that people who were teenagers or older in the 80s will go, well, yeah, I tried it once. It was the 80s. Like, mm -hmm. it was so commonplace <laughs> that it makes me laugh that this movie makes it look like they were doing cocaine because they were in the porn industry when i think they were doing cocaine because it was the 80s because yeah. they weren't really showing them doing it before because william h macy kills himself on new year's eve 1979 mm -hmm. and so people were doing cocaine in the movie prior to that but it wasn't as rampant among the main characters until after 1980. i feel like we have to do a lot of content warnings <laughs> for uh, this podcast i mean it's boogie nights I know, but we're talking about, like, unaliving and stuff. Like, suicide stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think we need something. John Holmes has done 573 films, so there you go. Isn't that, like, the running joke, though? Say what you want about the porn industry, but they're hard workers. <laughs> like, they do 10 million and stuff. <laughs> he was a hard worker. But um, <laughs> Got it. Got it. So there you go. Oh, I apologize, everybody who's listening to this. No, but isn't that the thing, though, that, like, porn stars always do, like, a million movies? Isn't that what they talk about? Yeah. That, like, they do so many movies? Yeah. Probably because it doesn't take that long to create and produce a porn Because it doesn't have to be good. Like, it, the, right. act, the script doesn't have to be good. They're not looking for you to like, cry on command or anything in a yeah. porn movie. Yeah. So that is Boogie Nights. That was Boogie Nights. Yes. Who in the Gilmore Girls universe would like this movie? Apparently Dean. I have no idea. So I honestly don't. I mean, Lorelai and Rory don't. Well, mm -hmm. we know Lorelai doesn't because she doesn't like Paul Thomas Anderson. But I don't know who would like this movie. Maybe Jess. I could see Jess liking it for like the cinematic analysis aspect mm -hmm. of it. That's the best I got. I I, I yeah. don't know. How many cups of coffee do you give this? Out of how many? What's ten? Is it ten? Okay, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. It's always been ten. Well, I'm having a hard time with it maybe you need a cup of coffee i think i do no i i give this one i give this one eight cups of coffee i like this movie okay i do i enjoy it i'm gonna give a five okay the first hour and a half was enjoyable the last hour was ridiculous and i will never watch it was this. uncomfortable to watch i will never watch this movie again unless you make me but it was supposed to be uncomfortable to watch okay still not good you are gonna hate magnolia you're gonna hate it so much because it's all of the discomfort of Boogie Nights with nowhere near as much comedy and crazy Tom Cruise all whipped up in a blunder. <laughs> I, I don't want crazy Tom Cruise. That's like the last Nobody, thing like, I want. Nobody plays crazy too. It's awesome. Okay. He plays like, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited. You're going to hate I'm gonna... it. I'm... No movie should be that long. That's ridiculous. It should be illegal. To make movies think, that long. So I'm trying to remember my class that I took. My religion and film class. I think it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. Which meant it was only an hour. And I'm fairly certain it took us several class periods. To like maybe Gosh. into two weeks of class. Wow. To watch the whole movie. Because we had to like talk and stuff. Yeah. How much nudity is in Magnolia? I feel like there's, there is some. But I feel like there's not. <laughs> not like Boogie Nights? No. Is there like a 
10 inch penis and no magnolia? i don't know that there are any penises in magnolia i think any nudity is female okay it's been a long time since i've seen that but i think it's more it's i, I don't know i don't think it's as like r rating okay. i think it still is an r rating but i don't think it's as bad as but john c Riley plays a cop so that's fun that's that's fun yeah. This has been Boogie Nights. Yeah. Magnolia can be found on Paramount Plus. And you know what else is on Paramount Plus? Real World. Real World Homecoming. Okay. It's good, and I think that people should watch it. I'm going to plug it. Well, what if they've never watched Real World New Orleans? Well, that's okay, because the Real World New Orleans is on Paramount Plus. Okay. You can watch the original series, and then you can go and watch the Homecoming, and it's amazing, except for Julie. I don't like you. Why don't you like Julie? Because this is not the housewives, Julie. <laughs> we don't need storylines. You don't need to be making things up for the drama. This is just the homecoming. We just want to see uh -huh. people come back and change. Tokyo has made the biggest change of any person on any reality show in the history of the world. This is for Tokyo. So we love you all. Thank you for listening. Um, we love you all except for Julie from Real World yeah, Julie. Housewives. If you're listening. I don't listening. know what her new last name is, but her old last name was Stoker. Julie Newmar. She was Catwoman. Batman. It's like, what, where did that come from? I think she was Catwoman and Batman and the Adam West. Have a good night, everyone, but Julie. Yeah, you suck. Bye. <laughs> Bye.